Hello and welcome to today's QUT News Views and Spews. I'm Susan Hetherington and we have two old spewers back with us today. Welcome back. You're Oliver Hetherington Page and Danica Hill. Welcome, welcome. Now, um, a very sad story to begin with. In fact, tragic. It's about the demise of a chocolate store. And it turns out that it wasn't all so sweet at Max Brenner's after all. In fact, it was quite bitter. What can you tell us about Max Brenner, Oliver? Well, Max Brenner, some ex-employees have gone on the record as... Well, Marilyn. Marilyn. She has, she's not actually told us her real name, but I don't blame her. Okay, Marilyn. Because she's fighting to get some of her wages back. Says that she was sometimes not paid or paid in split payments. And that they had to go to Coles and buy ice cream because they were not Max Brenner were not paying their ice cream suppliers, so their ice cream accounts were frozen. The accounts were, were frozen. Oh dear, let it go. That's <laughs> shocking. What am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> this is awful. You didn't tell me it was going to be a pun fest. Um, were you a fan of Max Brenner? Danica? Um, I think I've been once. Wasn't too impressed. Like, it's that sort of specialty store where you don't really frequent a lot, unless you're really into that. Uh, unless you yeah. like chocolate. And to chuck in, I'm from Townsville, so I had no idea what it was until I got up here. And until you saw, saw the light and came to a, uh, the chocolate emporium that I is Brisbane. I can, I can understand how when to receivership. I don't think I ever remember seeing the South Bank one, like, busy... Yeah, in its, the thing is that in its heyday it was. In its heyday you always had to 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 queue out of the, the door and up the street. And I think that's part of the problem, to be honest, that a lot of these things are, are trendy. They're food trends. Mm. And suddenly at South Bank at one stage I think there were six chocolate restaurants. And I think that's part of the problem too. At first it was just Max Brenner. Max Brenner was... The, the gold star in chocolate restaurant. The gold star in chocolate restaurant. And when you were going to a chocolate restaurant, you, whether it was Max Brenner or not, you said, oh, I'm just going to Max Brenner. <laughs> Slowly over time, it's like, oh, I'm going to a chocolate restaurant. Or yeah. the brand kind of diluted because there were so many kind of Max Brenner copycats that there was nothing special about Max Brenner anymore. Mm. And I and I think in, this, in the same way as... For at one stage, donut restaurants were absolutely everywhere, and a lot of people invested all of their money in donuts. And at various other stages, they've invested all their money in in juice bars and and Sizzler. and we get a bit bored. Um, and and I think the problem with Max Brenner, and this is where it comes to this, that in the end. The chocolate probably and the ice cream really wasn't that much better than what you could have bought at Coles, and it turns out people couldn't tell the difference anyway. Um, we have a sweet tooth, but not that sweet, apparently. Do we think? Yeah. I, I feel very, very sorry for the staff, and and I do think that what this and many, many examples before it has shown is that there needs to be some guaranteed way of protecting staff entitlements because if you have done the time, you absolutely should have a real expectation that you are going to get 
the wages. It's not fair on the casual people who are going, getting the abuse because the ice cream doesn't taste the same as the last time and not getting paid. Yeah, well, this woman that's speaking out, she says she's got about $3,000 out of pocket from just not being paid. She's got a year missing in a superannuation. Yeah. Like, it is really just restaurant workers. Just a constant sort of story of being underpaid. Yeah, and, and, and in that hospitality industry, yeah. uh, the fast food people as well, it, it's it's really problematic and somebody needs to be talking out because obviously to be $3,000 in arrear at Max Brenner, that means not getting paid for quite a considerable time. But if you want the future shifts, you don't have the power to do anything about it and I think that that's, that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for the third podcast in a row, we're going to talk about um, Brett Kavanagh. He has been, he's been sworn in and Mr. Tr- Donald Trump has apologised to him and his family for the terrible suffering that they have been forced to endure. What do we think? What about the suffering of the women that he... Allegedly. Allegedly yeah. was... Uh, inappropriate with, with very inappropriate. What about them? Uh, well, has Trump apologized to the trauma that they went through in this media circus? Apparently, no, because that was their own give their, their their shameful lying, wasn't it? What did you read about this, um, Denica? I actually listened to the swearing in live, mm-hmm. happened to be on ABC radio when I was listening. It actually, he was a very good speaker in his speech, he did address it. He did seem quite aware of it. I don't. I don't really have a lot of hate for the guy. I've got to say. It's no, just... I, I just have a lot of hate for the process. To mm. be honest, that there, you know, there are no winners. And the problem is now that this is a lifetime appointment, and there is no way of let's say in six months' time he, more people come forward and he is found out to be. What he, guilty of what he has been accused of. Would there not be an equivalent of an impeachment for yeah. court judges? Well, he's pretty much, he pretty much said that from now on out, he's going to be like, women's rights are going to be like his thing. Okay. He's going to be standing up for women. Because he knows, like, I don't know, I feel like being put through the gauntlet like this, he's just sort of really tied up his shoelaces. Well, well let, let's see. And, and he has made a point of saying that he wants to be the best judge, justice that he can be, and he has gratitude, mm. not bitterness, and that all of his um, staff will be female. Yep, all his clerks. Excellent. All right, well, we will see. Now, did you have a skinny, decaf, half-strength mochaccino with almond milk on the the way in, Danica? Never in my life. Oliver? No. Well... That's unfortunate because what's wrong with you? I'm now going to judge you. Mm. Apparently, we have become a nation of coffee snobs and that one in five Australians have actively engaged in coffee shaming. Did you have a coffee on the way in here this morning? I had some caffeine. Yes, did you have a glass? (laughs) What? Are you trying to tell me that my sugar-free Coke Zero thing doesn't count? Yes, that is mm. what I'm telling you. Um, there's an international coffee day, and I think every day, every day needs to be a caffeine day. Um, but there's an international coffee day, and they, they've done a survey, and it found, it turns out that we make assumptions about people according to what 
coffee they drink. So yeah. the well, whole world is making assumption right now on the soy latte half like, strength decaf. Oh well, that's only what I've heard because okay. honestly, I don't know anything about I coffee. Think, I think if you're paying for your coffee, you're paying handsomely for your coffee. And you if you want get to have that say, yeah, if you want caramel syrup in it, good luck to you. I I know that I know plenty of people that would judge on coffee. There is someone that I'm not going to name, not because they would listen, but because I'm not going to name them, that um, are complete coffee snobs. And the way they talk about coffee is just like... The uh, way I talk about chocolate cake? Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's coffee. It's, it's, it's co- a drug. <laughs> it's, it's more than that. Oh, um, you know... People are passionate, whether it be the type of wine that you drink or, uh, you know, I will only drink the um, certain brands of, of cola. Um, but I don't judge you if you want to drink Pepsi. Yeah, I do actually judge you if you drink Pepsi. Sorry. I'm, I'm a complete hypocrite. All right. Well, and I'm grouchy. I haven't had any, enough coffee. I'm clearly grouchy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Huh, I hope their Christmas trees get termites. Huh. I can't think of anything that's dumber. To a grouch, Christmas is a bummer. Beaming faces everywhere. Happiness is in the Telling you it isn't fair. I hate Christmas. People loaded with goodwill, giving presents what a thrill. That slushy nonsense makes me ill. I hate Christmas. I'd rather have a holiday like normal grouches do. Instead of getting presents, they take presents back from you. Do we hate Christmas or are we just being grouches at the fact that the decorations, the plum puddings, the Christmas crackers, the trees and every other bit is in the shop and it is um, really way too early? I hate Christmas in October. I I don't mind it in December. Mm. Honestly, Christmas is fine for the one month of a year and one month of a year is okay. Well, we haven't started singing carols yet. Yeah, I suppose it's what do you think Christmas is? And this is just like the commercial products of Christmas we're seeing at this point in time. But Halloween is still in the shops and we've already got Christmas trees up. Yeah, this could be a rule. You can't have Christmas until Halloween is over. There's a natural order that you you have Christmas and the January sales and back to school. Everything, every... uh, uh, cynical commercial promotion should have its its time and, and they shouldn't just overlap. Yeah, One of the supermarket guys was talking about this and he said, we put them out early because then you see them and then when it comes for December, you instantly know where to go. What, so you think that we don't know where to buy some uh, tinsel? Yeah, I, re- I reckon I could have a red hot stab mm, without I, seeing it in the aisles. I also think that the cynical view that it's, you put it out now... And then you might not buy it now, mm. but then once you see it every single day for three months, eventually just like, oh, you know what? I'll grab that tinsel. Yeah. But well, if it comes up three months from now, 
they have more time to wear you down until they eventually, you eventually buy it from a cynical point of view. Well, it's it's there because people buy it at the end of the day. Really, yeah. it wouldn't be there if they're not making a profit off it. Yeah, um, I guess I'm more offended of hot cross buns all the year round um, than Christmas trees. But it's just it takes some of the the special. The special excitement about it when there's this come December and then stuff's in the trees and we all pretend that we live in Europe and have fake snow. There's something really special about not knowing what, where you are and, and pretending it's Christmas, I think. I think we experience Christmas in different ways. I don't know. I feel that sort of stuff doesn't really get me excited for Christmas. It's more mangoes coming out that oh, get yeah. me excited for Christmas. It, it's it's about spending time with people. It's yeah. it's about Once all of that. Everyone starts taking the holidays off. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, but I do like the lights, and I do like mm. the trees going up. I just Again. like it to be seasonally appropriate in December. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, I have kept my Christmas lights up in my house just because like, I bought them. I'm like, I'm not going to waste, like, 10 bucks. I only <laughs> use them at Christmas, so, like... But they've got, like, settings so they can be, like, just blue lights. They can just be just fairy, fairy lights yes. and not... Fairy only... lights, you know, Christmas lights undercover. Ah, uh, yeah. Wasn't my brother-in-law going to pretend the Christmas tree was a something else for the rest of the year so I didn't have to take it down? Had I some... that was you. No, that was me being lazy. That mm. was different. Uh, all right, well, I think that's enough spewing for today. We will be back with more QUT news, views and spews tomorrow. But until then, bye, Oliver. Bye-bye. Bye, Danica. Goodbye.